Welcome to the Songs and Sayings podcast, where we're reading through the wisdom literature of the world. In this episode, we continue our journey with chapter 11 in the ancient Hebrew book of Proverbs. I'll begin with a few comments on the text, and then I'll conclude by reading the chapter. Proverbs is a breath of fresh air to me. It's a breath of fresh air because of its straightforward literary style, its kind of jab-jab hook presentation of cause and effect. Of course, there is room for expansive interpretation, but most interpretations of the Proverbs lead readers to the same general destination. This is in sharp contrast to other books in the biblical canon that often land people in very different areas of understanding. For example, one person may read the book of Jonah literally and think that there once was a man who was swallowed by a whale and then actually spit up by it, alive, three days later. Another person reads the same book and says that no such thing could happen, but that the story of Jonah must be taken strictly as metaphor. These two readers may argue and even squabble over the veracity of each interpretation, interpretations which truly are important to work out, but that don't usually see any direct effect on the way that they live, one way or the other, in their day-to-day existence. Indeed, belief in literal or metaphorical interpretations of these texts does eventually have an effect on the way we live, but it seems to me that it is not so clear how far away these effects are, or how quickly the way we live is affected by believing metaphorically or literally about one thing or another. And this does not even take into account the selective nature of our literal and metaphorical interpretation of texts, as these aren't even our only two options, the number of possible hermeneutic choices that we can make across the panoply of texts we encounter is probably near endless. Does this mean that no right interpretation is possible? I don't think so. On the contrary, I do think there is always a best or most likely interpretation of the text that we have before us, and there are traditions and methods of thinking that we can take into account to guide our reading of texts. But these things take time and learning, which are not always available to every person. But what is at once available to us all is the ability to trust advice that has been tried and found to be true for thousands of generations. Advice immediately practical, wise words that will affect my actions today. These proverbs, and wisdom literature the world over, teach people that certain kind of at-once knowledge that will lead to more righteous action today. Even if we do not fully comprehend the ways in which these actions are right, we take this wisdom on faith. I like what Robert Alter says toward this when he observes in his commentary on the wisdom books that much of the wisdom of Proverbs is oriented pragmatically. Chapter 11, I think, is a perfect example of this pragmatism. 
The first verse opens up on how God loathes uneven scales in commerce, but loves true-weighted stones. This seems to me like a way in which telling the truth can permeate everything we do, leading us easily to right action. I'll make one more comment before we read our current chapter. In verse 2, there is a neat little rhyme in the first stick. In the Hebrew, it says, Bazadon wayabo kalon, which translators interpret in a variety of ways. Robert Alter puts the line as, With a bold face, there comes disgrace. R.B.Y. Scott puts it, To show disdain is to show your vein. Leaving the rhyme scheme, the King James Version puts verse 2 as, When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But literally, the line Bazadon Wayabo Kalon means, Come insolence, comes disgrace. This line is just one of many examples of the poetic nature of the Proverbs, not only in meter, but also in rhyme. So let's read chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11. A false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. The righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. When a wicked man dies, his expectation shall perish, and the hope of unjust men perishes. The righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked comes in his stead. An hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perish, there is shouting. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. A talebearer reveals secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit conceals the matter. Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. He that is surety for a stranger shall smart for it, and he that hates suretyship is sure. A gracious woman retains honor, and strong men retain riches. The merciful man does good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubles his own flesh. The wicked worketh a deceitful work, but to him that sows righteousness shall be a sure reward. As righteousness tends to life, so he that pursues evil pursues it to his own death. They that are of a froward heart are abomination to the Lord, but such 
as are upright in their way are his delight. Though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. As a jewel of gold in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman which is without discretion. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. There is that scatters and yet increases, and there is that withholds more than is meet, but it tends to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that waters shall be watered also himself. He that withholds corn, the people shall curse him, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that sells it. He that diligently seeks good procures favor, but he that seeks mischief, it shall come unto him. He that trusts in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. He that troubles his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that wins souls is wise. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth, much more the wicked and the sinner. Well, that concludes Proverbs chapter 11. We'll pick up again with chapter 12 in the next podcast. If you'd like to support the Songs and Sayings podcast, you can do so by subscribing on whichever platform you're listening from, liking this episode, and leaving a rating or a review. You can also share this podcast on social media, and if you'd like, you can support the Songs and Sayings podcast by making a small donation through Anchor, PayPal, or a subscription on Substack via the links in the show notes. Additionally, if you have the Anchor app, you can send in your audio questions or comments, and I will answer them at the end of the next podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember to include wisdom in everything that you do. Thank you.